In this episode of Dietitians Only, we're talking about the Global Malnutrition Composite Score. Big changes and opportunities are coming in the world of malnutrition. Starting in 2024, hospitals will have the option to report on the quality of their malnutrition care by using the first ever nutrition-related quality measure, the Global Malnutrition Composite Score. In this episode, we cut through the complicated jargon to give you the rundown on what registered dietitians need to know about this upcoming change. You're listening to Dietitians Only, a podcast from Dietitians On Demand, created by dietitians for dietitians. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Dietitians Only. I'm Sarah Heitzman, Regional Account Manager for Dietitians On Demand, and I have with me Sarah Glanz, Director of Clinical Education. There's a very important change coming to acute care hospitals in 2024 related to malnutrition. You might have heard of the Global Malnutrition Composite Score. This has been in the works for quite some time, and today we're going to talk about it and cut through all the complicated stuff and simply share the things that dietitians need to know. So Sarah, tell us what the Global Malnutrition Composite Score is. Okay, be happy to. So if you hear us say GMCS... That is the Global global Malnutrition Composite Score. That's probably going to be easier for us to say. Um, So if if you hear GMCS, um, so the GMCS, this is a new quality measure that is uh, being rolled out in January of 2024, and it is a CMS quality measure. So we're going to talk about CMS quality measures in a second. But basically, it is something that hospitals can collect data on and report back to CMS to report on how well they're doing related to malnutrition care. Okay, great. So you mentioned CMS quality measures. Can you tell us what what exactly that is? Yep, absolutely. So um, this section is a tad boring, um, <laughs> but you know I think it's important, important that we, we kind of have to like to talk about this to get the whole picture. So uh, CMS or the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services they have certain quality benchmark programs. And so one of them is called the Hospital Inpatient Quality Reporting Program. Basically what this is, it requires hospitals to submit quality and safety data for Medicare beneficiaries. So anyone who has Medicare as their insurance. So in general, that's gonna be people who are over the age of 65. And these data are publicly reported on the Care Compare website. So if you live in an area where you have multiple hospitals in your town or multiple hospitals in your region, you can actually go to this Care Compare website. You can select multiple hospitals like Hospital A, B, C, and then you can compare them side by side, meaning you as the lay person, like you as a patient or consumer, you can do this. And The data that are on the website are these types of quality metrics um, that CMS requires. And so every year, CMS decides what specific quality measures are of interest to them. So sometimes they carry over from year to year, but sometimes there are new ones. Some of them are mandatory for hospitals to track. So all meaning all hospitals across the whole country will track those particular mandatory quality measures. But others of them are selected by the hospital. So it means that the hospital can say like, well, I don't really care about, you know, malnutrition or I don't really care about this. So I'm not going to track that. Or maybe they're not doing well when it comes to those particular 
projects or quality things. So they choose not to track those. So that's kind of the gist of it. It's like basically ensuring that Medicare patients are getting quality and safe healthcare. Got it. Okay. So what's so special about GMCS? Well, what I think is special um, and what a lot of of dietitians think are special about it is that it's the first ever nutrition-related quality measure. And so as dietitians, we, of course, know how important nutrition-related care is nutrition interventions and the services that dietitians provide. And sometimes I know it feels like there because we have to be. Um, So it's, we're just sort of there to like fill a regulatory requirement. But this is really cool. The GMCS is really cool because CMS is recognizing the impact of malnutrition in healthcare environments. And they're like, okay, we need to start tracking this. We need to start doing a little bit better with this. And so it's cool that this is, has finally come to fruition and hospitals are now like, being pushed a little bit more to do more when it comes to malnutrition and nutrition-related interventions. I think that's a good word. Yeah, finally. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Hashtag finally. Um, But yeah, so this comes after years of advocacy from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics and a company called Avalier Health. So we have to give credit where credit is due. They pushed for this for a long time and they did different pilot projects and collect like preliminary data and all this. They've, they've been going through this for a long time, but really it's, you know, it's been a long, long time coming, but it is going to hopefully help to address some of these shortcomings that we all know exist when it comes to malnutrition care. You know, that it's not being, it's being overlooked. It's not, you know, we're not screening patients appropriately. We're not diagnosing appropriately, all those things. Hopefully the GMCS is really going to push hospitals in the right direction. Awesome. So how does GMCS work? So it's a little complicated. <laughs> um, and I'm of course. Gonna, of course. <laughs> it has to do with like the federal government. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah. But so I'm going to do my best to explain it. But we do have some good resources in the show notes if, you know, you want to delve a little bit deeper. But this is going to be like the bird's eye view. So the first thing to remember is that because this is a CMS quality measure, it's only for patients who are over, who are 65 and older. Um, Not to say that your like 60 year old patients or your 40 year old patients don't get malnutrition or they're not important, but for this particular metric, it's just for patients over the age of 65. So um, like the name suggests, it is a composite score. So there are four components that factor into the total score. The first is nutrition screening. So this is looking at how many of your patients who are 65 and up come into the hospital and they get that nutrition screening. And when I was doing some research and learning about the GMCS, I was shocked, honestly, at some of the statistics and the information that like the Academy reported on regarding nutrition screening. I was shocked because probably most of you listening know that it's a requirement by CMS and the Joint Commission both that every single patient who walks into the door of a hospital and gets admitted, they have to be screened for nutrition risk. And I was shocked that 
there is like a big swath of people who are not receiving that. Wow. So I was stunned, honestly, to read that uh, because I thought, surely that is something that we're doing pretty good on. Are but, you doing? Um, yeah. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> Boy. Um, so that's the first step is just making sure that patients are screened for nutrition risk. Um, and of course, the GMCS advocates that you use a validated screening tool, um, which we've, you know, if if you've ever participated in any of our malnutrition webinars and stuff, you probably heard me say that ad nauseum. <laughs> The second thing is a nutrition assessment. So for anyone who is screened and comes up with a positive risk saying like, yep, this patient is at risk for malnutrition, they need to have a dietitian assessment completed. And so that's the second component is making sure that all your at-risk patients get a dietitian assessment. The next thing is the malnutrition diagnosis. And I think this is where we fall down a lot is getting that actual malnutrition diagnosis from the physician or the medical provider. There is a myriad of reasons why this a lot of times doesn't happen, um, which, you know, really isn't the, the topic of conversation <laughs> for today. But, you know, anytime that a dietitian says, yes, this patient meets criteria for a diagnosis of malnutrition, then the next step is the physician needs to actually document that, you know, yeah jump on board and diagnose it. Um, and then the fourth component is a nutrition-related care plan. So making sure that anyone who we are saying has malnutrition, that we have a plan of action for treating it and that that needs to be documented clearly in the patient's chart. So as you can see, each component builds on the next so patients who get screened, they need to be assessed, then they need to have a diagnosis, then they need to have a care plan. And what is complicated about this, so if you're following along, you're like, this is easy. Um, so here's the complicated <laughs> part. So patients earn points, essentially, as they move through these four components. It's not always potential, there's not always the potential to earn four points. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you have a patient who maybe comes into the hospital for like an elective joint replacement surgery, they get screened for nutrition risk and they're not at risk. Well, then their journey ends there. There's no assessment, there's no diagnosis, and there's no care plan because there was no risk. So, you know, assuming that the screening is working, there's really nothing more we need to do for that patient. So that patient can only, is only eligible to earn one point from this GMCS. Uh, but on the other hand, if you have somebody who screens positive, then they have a dietitian assessment. The dietitian says, yep, they're malnourished. Physician says, yep, they're malnourished. Then they need a care plan. So they have the potential to earn up to four. Um, and it could be anywhere in between. So it's that is really what's kind of tricky about the whole thing. But essentially, you're just making sure that the patients are getting the malnutrition care that they need based on their unique situation. So that's kind of the gist of it. Sure. Like I said, it is a little bit complicated, but that's kind of the bird's eye view. We talked about a little bit like the difficulties with getting that actual diagnosis. So if for whatever reason, they're not diagnosed, but there is a care plan, do they, do they stop at that third one or can they potentially get three points or is that like you said a complicated question no it's okay <laughs> no that's a that's a really good question 
we had a webinar about this a few months ago okay. and you would not believe the questions and like the complex, like, well, if a patient does this oh, yeah. and then they do this and then they get a screen later, <laughs> you know? So, um, but basically it's kind of like, it's almost like a decision tree. Like, have you ever seen those? To, yeah. Like, if yes, then go yeah. here. If no, then go here. And so okay. like, let's say you have a patient who screens positive, then they definitely need to move on to the next level of getting a dietitian assessment. If the dietitian says, yes, they are malnourished, then they definitely definitely need to move on to the third level, which is to get that physician diagnosis. And also they need to go ahead and get that care plan documented. So like the dietitian okay. assessment leads to both the care plan and the uh, medical diagnosis. Okay. And then like, for example, let's say you as a dietitian, you documented the care plan. So you're good on that. But then the physician never diagnosed yeah. malnutrition. So you kind of, you lost out on that one. Okay. So you had a potential to earn four points and you only earned three. Okay. okay. So that's kind of how that would work. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what preparation do hospitals and dietitians need to make before this implementation of GMCS? So that's a great question. Um, like I said, this quality measure is going to be um, kicked off. It's going to be launched in January of 2024. So keep in mind that this is not mandatory. So like for the year 2024, there are 12 CMS quality measures. Three of them are mandatory. So meaning hospitals have to report on them, period. Then the other nine are what they call self-select, meaning hospitals can choose them or not choose them. Hospitals have to report on six total. So they have their three mandatory ones, and then there's an additional three that they can choose from. Um, and the GMCS is one of those self-select ones that they can choose from. So what I would recommend that you do is to start talking with your quality team now and say like, hey, did you know about the Global Malnutrition Composite score coming out? And do we have plans to select that as one of our quality measures next year? Um, some things might factor into that decision. Like I said, if you are kicking butt with malnutrition care, then hey, you might wanna jump on that. If you're not doing super great, mm -hmm. then you probably don't want to report on it. And not to say that you should not try to improve your malnutrition care, but if you're not doing well, then you don't really want to advertise that you're not doing well. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time to start collecting some baseline data. So like you can probably easily pull um, some of these metrics, like how many of our patients who are 65 and older are getting the screening? How many of them with a positive screening are getting a dietitian assessment? You can kind of go through this and collect some pretend data and just to see where you are. And like I said, if you're doing really great, then you may want to move forward with reporting on GMCS. If you're not, it would be a good time to kind of dial down on some of those, like where are we falling short yeah. type of things um, and try to drill down on what do we, what specific things do we actually need to improve? It's a good opportunity for dietitians to be leaders and to educate their colleagues. With the GMCS, the Academy and Avalier Health put out, like I was talking about with the screening 
data. You know, there are a lot of statistics and a lot of um, kind of like baseline information that they put together that some of it is kind of alarming. Yeah. That it's it's really shocking. Like it makes you want to take action that there is such a big impact of malnutrition in acute care facilities and, you know, all that. I don't, I don't need to be a dead horse, but <laughs> we all know, but um, yeah. So all that data is there for you. And we have included some of that stuff and some of those resources in the show notes. So you can kind of look, look there and get this information and share it with your colleagues and your hospital leadership, because who knows what the future holds, but the GMCS maybe will become a mandatory quality metric at some point. We don't know. But, you know, if that happens, you would really want to be prepared for it. So now's a good time to start whether you choose to report on GMCS or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even if you don't choose to report, it's still in the best interest of the patient at the end of the day. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why we're here. Yeah. You know, we're not... We're not here to like, let's try to report on this so we look good on the Care Compare website. Yeah. You know, like obviously hospitals, you know, running a hospital is a business, but at the end of the day, we're all here for the patient and, you know, we're trying to uh, do right by them. Yep. So um, hopefully this episode kind of gets your, got your feet wet a little bit. But um, like I said, I mentioned we did a webinar. We have that on demand if you want to um, go back and listen to that. But we have a lot of good resources in the show notes too. But for now, we're going to sign up off and we will see you next time. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for listening to Dietitians Only, a podcast produced by Dietitians On Demand. If you need a break today, scroll over to the review section of the podcast and leave us one. As a listener of Dietitians Only, your opinion matters. What do you like about the podcast? Who do you want us to interview next? We invite you to visit our show notes to complete a quick survey. It only takes a few minutes and your feedback will help us create future episodes that you'll love.